Welcome to another episode of Out of the Blank. Campbell has just recorded a snippet of my film, and now we're back to the natural conversation. Um, I'm not going to bring down from that energy because I'm kind of giddy in a sense. That was, <laughs> yeah. that was just fun hearing you go all out on that. But um, That was fun, yeah. How's it been since we, we got a lot to talk about because I've entered some alien Twitter spaces and I have questions. And now, what do you know about future people? Well, I, I mean, I don't know a ton. Uh, I guess nobody does, but um, I, I'm certainly uh, well-versed enough in the sort of conversations happening on Reddit and UFO Twitter to comment on it. Because I heard a guy in a Twitter space start describing a machine called a VAG, a VAG. Yeah. You know what that is? Uh, Brad uh, Voorhees. Um, yeah, he's been on uh, Unidentified, or uh, the Singularity Lab by uh, Michael Madaluni, the YouTube show. Uh, he's been on there quite a few times. Is it real? What is it? Like, I'm fucking, I don't want to question it because then it can yeah. come off like you're offending somebody or something. Yes. Uh, well, okay. So uh, that guy, I, I don't know him too well personally. Um, I, I do know Michael, uh, the host, uh, you know, decently well. Uh, not great. Yeah, I mean, I'm not like close friends with him but he's uh you know we talk and um michael has him on the show michael uh says brad doesn't say it but michael says he has a really good sense of humor so he says that he he names his uh ideas sort of uh goofy names that uh maybe a bit controversial so but the whole thing is that it's fringe science and he's doing kind of like fringe science experiments and um the guy, uh, he's just sort of like a creative mind. And so uh, they, yeah. they talk about different like con- like theories and stuff. And so he uh, is really into the holographic universe concept. Uh, the whole idea that um, the best, the conceptually the best math right now that can explain co- the cosmos space time, sort of uh, not necessarily actually physically, but the implications of the math are that we're on some kind of maybe two-dimensional surface that could be the uh, sort of event horizon of a black hole. And the reality is actually a projection of uh, reality onto a two-dimensional surface. Anyway, so there's all this interesting sort of stuff. And then he uh, is trying to do some sort of physical experiments to demonstrate some of the, the ideas. And um, it's not clear if that's actually going to come to fruition or not, but it's a, it's sort of entertaining, you know? Well, since I don't know those guys, I'm not going to speak too much about them, but I mean, it seems like they have a idea of something that it m- might be plausible in a sense. Cause I was in this space and I heard this guy mention that he there's future tech, which is tech that's from future humans. There's our tech. And then there's outer world tech, which is tech that's involved with aliens. Now I'm fucking skeptical as hell when it comes to all this stuff. So I'm sitting here like, look, I mean, I, I the future thing I can kind of understand because there is a video of Mike Tyson, some person at one of his fights holding an iPhone videotaping Mike Tyson, but it's like, why wouldn't you go to the Evander Holyfield fight? If you were going to go watch Mike Tyson, so maybe they didn't know about that maybe it's a past time machine to a future type thing but i don't know dude because it's so skeptical because next thing you know after we talked there was a video of the guy from the the director of is it nasa that came out and made that statement about other tech and if it is we don't think this is any of our adversaries here and i'm like why would you say that was it who was it was it the NASA bill director? nelson bill i think nelson? yes yeah that's right the former senator and astronaut Okay, you know what? We're gonna pull it up on the show. Yeah, yeah. He uh, he did give a really interesting interview recently, where um, the interviewer uh, it had been pretty far into the interview, and then Bill Nelson was like, "Aren't you gonna ask me about UFOs?" Like he wanted to talk about it. It was uh, it's very unusual. It's a, a huge switch from the historical. It seems like the government. Uh, the public figures actually want to be talking about this and it's an interesting question why do you think it's maybe has to do something to link with um the fact that they uh with the metaverse with um mark zuckerberg do you think it has to do something with that i have i have not personally heard any connections on that front uh yeah, what do you what do you think is it's, it's weird timing that they're going to start releasing all this stuff when they had so much time to be able to do so and right around the time what mark it's just a bunch of things going happening at once maybe it's just the time period of it happening but i'm going to share screen this real quick so we can see the interview mm-hmm. with bill nelson i've been starting to do this more because i've been enjoying it because lets the audience know what the hell i'm talking about yeah nice. you can see what i see Oh, yes, here it is. 
Hi everybody, I'm Bill Nelson. I have the incredible privilege and honor of having been sworn in just recently by Somebody the Vice this President guy a fucking glass of water. next head of NASA. His voice is so dry. President had just He's like 80. incredible kind of confidence in me. All those in favor say aye. Aye. And apparently my old friends in the Senate seem to convey that confidence again in that they passed me unanimously in my confirmation. And it is such a privilege for me to be a part of this agency because this is a can-do agency. And NASA is a family. I've been privileged to be a part of that on the outside for a number of years. Is this about UFOs? <laughs> I know, I'm sitting here listening to this guy's speech about his life story. Maybe that's not the right video. That's that's Oh, I'm sorry, everyone, for listening. Um, That dude needs to put on some fucking sunscreen. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, it looks like he has been inside quite a bit. He's he's really like spry for how old he is. They're like very coherent and stuff. Like, yeah, it's impressive I mean, in that way. I guess he kind of <laughs> looks like you know you could prop him up on Halloween out on your front porch or something like that. I hate to say it, but... <laughs> a little bit. Yeah, that is uh, problematic. Yeah, the right word with space is driven by a, a new interest, curiosity, um, uh, seriousness about the possibility that we're being visited. By, his fucking uh, throat, uh, dude. Intelligence from outside. <laughs> oh our my god, it's a turkey gizzard. Uh, the director of national intelligence just issued a report. Hey, he's uh, a national on, hero. Uh, unidentified aerial phenomena, what we often call UFOs. Uh, there's going to be more study coming. How do you look at that question of of, of life beyond Earth? What what is NASA itself Even doing? He swallows, think about it looks like question? he's in pain. Uh, give us some ways to think about this. Well, NASA is looking for life. Uh, for example, uh, when we are getting a return sample from Mars, uh, we're going to examine that sample to see if there are any of the chemical elements that would indicate there are microbes there. Uh, the mission that we just announced uh, going to Venus. Venus is shrouded by an atmosphere that causes it to be so hot on the surface that it would melt lead. But what about in that atmosphere? Uh, there are moons of other planets that we think there are oceans. If there are oceans, there is very likely to be life. So we are looking at that very, very aggressively. And then at the end of this year, we're going to put up the new space telescope. And unlike Hubble, which has had this incredible three-decade run far beyond its design life and looks at the expanse of the universe, this telescope, a million miles from Earth, on the other side of the Earth in the sun, with a blanket behind it to shield out any sunlight, looking out through a keyhole in the sky. Believe me, this is true. Looking back 13.35 billion years to the source of light, which is shortly after the Big Bang you? and the formation of the first galaxies. They talk about 13 point billion. How are they able to know that? Uh, it's because of the, uh, length of the time that the universe has been, uh, as we, you know, perceive it in existence, 13.8 billion years, I think. So, um, the distance is reflective of the actual amount of time that's passed, uh, for the light to travel from where it originated. So what do you, th what do you think about yeah. all that though? Like, I mean, the fact that, that you have a person from NASA, the main director talking about some stuff like this made multiple announcements. That wasn't even the video I was mentioning earlier, but not, not a lot of people know about this going on. It's like, not like a lot of people care. I think it's the UFO community, especially that, um, mm -hmm. and I still stand in the belief that the government doesn't need tell you jack shit um so this idea of trying to get disclosure or trying to get closure on a lot of these things it's not gonna no person is going to be able to stir up enough of a riot for that to happen the whole world would have to stop or attack their government to be able to do so but the fact that they're openly talking about this information now the video that i was mentioning 
he looks into the camera and says, we don't know if this is one of our adversaries. And it's like, is he hinting to maybe one of our adversaries out there that are listening? Because around this same time, too, we see that North Korea has hypersonic missiles. And I'm like, well, that's probably not new. You're just choosing to release all this right now, much like with Fauci and the Beagles thing. Hmm. Everything on top of that was the NASA video. Then it was the JFK documents being disclosed, all trying to cover up the Fauci thing, which has just blown away. So I'm wondering if this is just the same thing happening again, if it's not really UFO stuff, but they're choosing to release this because maybe Mark Zuckerberg's in the heat of things. I mean, hmm. If you really think about the connections of in the internet, social media platforms, Mark Zuckerberg owns Facebook, Instagram, um, has high popularity on YouTube, um, probably could own Twitter at some point. Um, if he gets his claws deep enough, he's much like China with his tentacles of business just kind of sucking into everything. So I look at like, okay, well, what's one way to make sure that heat doesn't hit him? Start releasing a bunch of stuff to cover up from this whole entire move of the metaverse, which people are like, Facebook is going to turn into the metaverse. Everything's going to turn into the metaverse. It was trending for a couple of days. Everyone fucking forgot about it. The next thing they had him on was that he had sweet baby Ray's sitting on his back shelf in his house or something like that. I'm like, I think this is something that's distracting us from the major point. Instead of having to pay a bunch of social media platform owners to put up your opinions or what you like to side with, have one guy own them all, then you only have to pay that one person. Like a like um people that donate to a retirement fund or a widow fund for police enforcement people. They get a gold badge where you don't really get pulled over. You get leniency on your tickets. Now Mark Zuckerberg's got a little fucking hall pass to be able to do whatever the hell he wants. Right. Well, I think uh, to some extent, like if you have enough money and you're donating, like like these very wealthy people donate to everybody, right? They donate to the Republicans and the Democrats. They just throw their money around and, uh, you know, like it or not, it does buy access, it buys influence and it uh, buys sort of uh positive uh, energy right like people look more positively on you if, when they're in positions of power if you're financing their uh political uh, careers so i think there's a lot there um i don't know if it's like an actively uh, direct i mean i don't know either way but um my own perspective on it it looks to me like the government is trying to head this towards some kind of um disclosure it looks to me like a slow roll with them all of these uh, high-level people being like, I don't know what's going on. And UFOs, who would have thunk it? But when you open up their declassified records, their internal records, where like the government is communicating with themselves. So like a CIA working group memo, the OSI memo from 1953, after the uh, 1952 Washington DC uh, UFO thing. Uh, I don't know if you're familiar with that circumstance in the summer of 1952, there was a major uh, group of UFOs uh, in over Washington and they scrambled fighters. And there's all this testimony about the radar operator from the radar operators talking about these outrageous looking objects on the radar screens going forwards, backwards, zipping off all this stuff. Um, pilot was like uh in the air trying to engage them a very interesting uh, interview with one of the radar operators uh where the radar operator is talking about talking to this pilot and the pilot's like i'm in contact with the objects uh what should i do and the radar operator said the commander in the radar base like did not answer because he didn't know what to say to the guy because he's like how is he in contact with what are supposed to not exist right so after that experience um the government uh the uh, secretary of uh, the president uh, at the time, uh, 52, I guess that was Eisenhower, right? But, and then, so then, um, anyway, whoever was the secretary of the president uh, in his memo said that they told the president that the cause of the radar anomalies, the observations of what looked like kind of like lights uh, in the sky moving around and stuff, a lot of uh, witnesses testified to that. Um, they said that it was a temperature inversion, which is a very rare uh, natural event where temperature layers get compacted and they can cause radar returns that are unusual, um, but it, it wouldn't explain everything that uh, was being seen. Um, so the CIA got together. They're like, this is actually serious. There's something crazy going on. Is this the Soviets messing with us? 
because there was a huge national security threat they perceived because the communication lines, the domestic communication lines went down because of the number of sightings and people calling in and calling each other. So they saw their communication system fall apart because of, in quotes, UFOs. And so the CIA got their working group together. And then the working group, there's this very neat memo where they say UFOs are not a direct national security threat. Uh, they are in an indirect national security threat for several reasons. Uh, and the main reason that they identify is that they uh, want to make sure that their radar operators can identify the difference between Soviet threats and what they call radar anomalies. So take that what you will, but they, they've been on this for so long. It's just clear to me. Uh, and I, I mean, it's indirect proof, right? It's, it's not 100%. But like we see these documents, that's just one example in 1953, they also briefed the English government, the British government, and that briefing is on the British side. You can get it declassified and we have it. And the British were saying, the Americans told us these are all natural phenomena, similar to what I've described on the previous podcast. This is back in 53. Americans are telling the British, it's like, oh, no, don't worry about UFOs. We know that they're like these natural like things in the atmosphere. All we have to do is figure out uh, like how to make sure that we can tell the difference between those and the Soviet threats if it actually is Soviet coming in. So there's this really weird history that's conflicting with the public narrative right now. The way I interpret that is that they, they're doing a slow roll, trying to be like, oh, we didn't know about it before, but I don't know, right? But that's my take. What have, um, I just, I, don't, I let you share screen too. So if you find anything that you feel like necessary to pull up, uh, feel free to. Um, but I'm looking at, because there's so much information when it's littered with the UFO community, but I saw a picture, I guess Louis Alzondo is the guy that everyone's kind of mad at because um, he kind of is very controversial in the things that he says, and he's kind of very vague in a lot of his descriptions on things, but he seems yeah. like he's down a different path a little bit, but he took a picture in front of one of those things that they say could be a Tic Tac, which is that giant like statue, little spacecraft looking thing. It's like a black oval. I don't know if you saw that on his Twitter and he was like, no, you're so-called Tic Tac. And he has his hand on it. And it's like this little, I have to pull it up on his Twitter. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. I haven't seen that. Yeah. Elizondo, uh, he was the former director of the uh, Pentagon program, ATEP being financed by uh, the special secret order by Harry Reid, um, the former uh, Senate uh, majority leader and chair of the Senate Intelligence Committee. So he would technically be the person who would be most briefed on intelligence matters in the legislative branch of government. Um, so uh, th there's an interesting controversial history there. You'll have to um, pull me up some of the stuff you've seen too. So it's not just me. You see <laughs> yeah, sure. I haven't shared screen before. So oh, that's funny. What What is that? Like just a uh, But that statue. could be exactly what the Tic Tac thing they're talking about is, right? It looks like it's black instead of white, but it looks very like physically uh, very similar. Um, they said that the Tic Tac, that like uh, Commander Fravor and Lieutenant Commander Dietrich say that the, the object they saw was like similar to the size of an F-18. So uh, much larger than that, but physically it looks like the same shape. It's just so okay. difficult, like I said, because of the fact is like there's so much content out there when it comes to the UFO community that it's literally littered with you don't know what to believe in. And I think everyone's down their own individual path if people want to believe it's not. But the idea that the government doesn't have tech that can be able to do this type of stuff, it's like what happens if this stuff landed here and they were able to modify it and make propulsion systems? That's why there's now tech that our crafts that we have developed now. There might be future tech and there also might be other world tech. I have no clue, but it doesn't make sense if we're discovering other worlds and we're going to other planets. You think they would put a stop to it? You know what I mean? Like we're a little bit too dangerous. We're destroying this one. You wouldn't want that infectious disease spreading out. Like there's two concepts when it comes to like the time period of the pandemic. Pandemic was everyone sitting in their house and be quarantined. In another nation, if that would have happened, it would have just been like, let's just kill the people that are infected and get it out of the way so we don't have to worry about being infected again. That's the same thing with us going to other planets. You think they wouldn't look at us like we're not going to let this infection take over onto other planets. We might as well just squash those and keep them isolated to just one. Yeah, absolutely. Like humans are naturally expansionistic as a species, right? Like we went from uh, the uh, sub-Saharan Africa all the way to southern uh, the Patagonia region of Argentina, right? And that that's the entire like we we colonize the entire Earth as a species, so we're expansionistic, and now we're going to other uh, 
bodies like uh, in the solar system. And um, it's uh, really easy to point to analogies uh, with the disease and things like that. Like, like when you put like a slime mold onto a, a topographical uh, map of the world, the slime mold expands along the same exact systems as our major highway systems. Um, and the spread ends up looking very similar to how urban sprawl looks from the sky. Um, so, and, you know, and, and as humans, we're just in this tiny little layer of atmosphere, sort of like in a scum layer on this rock, you know, if you look at it from far enough away. So there's really something to that. Um, like the, the F-16 pilot, Chris, uh, L-E-H-T-O, Lito, I, I don't think, trust or Lito. Those fucking pilots, dude. I'm sorry. No, but he, he just has an interesting theory he mentioned, and I don't necessarily buy into it, but his theory is that the Tic Tacs are almost like a, uh, a universal white blood cell, like a T cell, and uh, they've been triggered by a nuclear fallout or something like that. So he's uh, his speculation is that it's sort of like this big universal. I end uh, up sort pinching of thing. the bridge of my fucking nose when it comes to this. And I like this. I like the alien concept so much, but I want to enter these Twitter spaces on like there's just it's way too much divisiveness. It's way too much divided people, like people talking about these person he does disservice. And there's like so much fighting. It's like, what the fuck are you guys talking about? Like, nobody knows what the hell it is. We're getting information that's getting trickled down to us. I'm like, I bet you there's someone out there that has secret information. But at the same time, we don't even we don't even know, like the basic JFK stuff. We don't know what it is. I think I'm like, it could be a multiple conglomeration of a bunch of things going on at once. I like skepticizing about it because I think general good discussion about it whether it's my thoughts or your thoughts or whatever types of thoughts are all important then it becomes to this kind of area where you're seeing people try and cut other people down because they see like it's an attack to their idea and it's like what's with avi Loeb? avi Loeb thought that giant pencil shaped comet type thing that couldn't really be categorized as a comet or an asteroid thought it was something from an extraterrestrial civilization my astrophysicist friend thought it was from an extraterrestrial situ uh civilization but he didn't have Twitter or social media to defend himself. Mm -hmm. So when he starts speaking about these things, there's a bunch of other scientists out there that are afraid they're going to lose 30 years of work. So they have to cut him down. And I go, you, you start to notice the kind of the progress of things kind of boils down to a point where there's not really any progress being done anymore. And that's when I start seeing things where why is NASA like, what is your thoughts on NASA finally disclosing this? Do you think it's getting to a point where they just can't hide it anymore? That's what most of UFO community thinks it is. I don't think it's that at all. I think it's a push to get funding. If you warn people about showing UFO crafts or some type of, oh, North Korea has these hypersonic missiles. So we got to, you know, next thing you know, watch where the money goes. And you see there's like $400,000 that gets donated to them to help their funding for research. Yeah, I think it's a combination. I think that there are tons of different uh, interests coming together around this. Like, I think on an individual level, level there are some Congress uh, members and senators like uh, like Kirsten uh, Gillibrand, right? She just, that's the big thing on UFO Twitter right now is that the senator, uh, Democratic senator, she proposed an amendment to the uh, budget that includes cons uh, actually forming a UFO investigation unit. Um, and she just did that uh, in the last like week or so. But then when you look at the language of that amendment, it looks very similar to um, different uh, things that Chris Mellon, uh, who is a former uh, government member and now a lobbyist, has uh, written as his advice on how it should look like down to like specific phrases. So it's like, did this just cut like and, you know, a lot of those amendments are actually word for word from a uh, a uh, financing, uh, you know, in entity of some kind for the political career. So it's like Mellon is a law registered lobbyist. He wrote about this stuff. We don't know who's paying his bills. He maybe is working on his own. And then the senator is bringing forward this UFO thing. I, that could just be for her own self-interest. But then the defense industry, like you're saying, I think could latch onto that. Um, and then there's genuine uh, uncertainty and uh, scientific interest. Um, and then there's also the constant competing with budgets. Uh, so like NASA, right, their budget got stripped down and down and down uh, to a tiny fraction of what it once was. And, uh, you know, Bill Nelson as an astronaut, former astronaut, I think uh, you're absolutely right that he would do basically whatever he can to uh, promote his own uh, administration there at NASA because he 
I'm sure he genuinely believes in their mission. I think there's a lot of people that work for the government that necessarily don't understand the full grasp of what is going on in there. I think there's a lot of people that are pro kind of being involved in the dirtiness behind it. And those are the types of people that excel. But I also think there's a lot of people that are just doing their job and trying to make a living to feed their families. And I don't really think they understand the full grasp of what's going on around them. But it's hard to tell because when you see a court case happen where that Beagle stuff comes out about Fauci that I don't know, I wouldn't have thought in a million years that was going on. It probably was. I just wouldn't have thought it was him or attached to him or whatever funding he was doing. And then you're looking at them different. Like you're holding fucking secrets that I don't like. I talked about the lab thing. Like that's the biggest thing out there that everyone doesn't want to fucking talk about. I'm like, you would think that like, if you were going to even say, if it did come from the lab to stop an infectious disease, would you make a whole other company or facility that studies manipulating these types of things to stop or to defend against these viruses why did they do that they made a 1.3 billion dollar lab that could be able to make those types of things for weaponizing viruses wouldn't you just find a way to make it defensive like maybe try and find ways to monitor these caves or things to stop these things from spreading but like no fuck it we're gonna manipulate it even more and weaponize it it's like with uh, environmental stuff when you hear an environmental thing go wrong, do they sit there and build a facility to stop the environmental shit? No. You know what they do? They say, fuck it. And they toss you a little bit of money and they walk away. That's it. It's like, this is the complete opposite. So why wouldn't you think it came from there? Like a lot of people tore down, like, uh, I think, it, who was it? Um, uh, The NIH dismissed that whole entire, even China dismissed the whole market theory a long time ago at the start of this thing and then it started becoming a theory again but you know what animal they chose to use the pangolins the little not the penguins but the pink the, the another type of animal that has like a similar name to it they decided to use those now i talked to someone who was involved with studying these things he goes this animal doesn't give any fucking credit at all like in life in general nobody has ever nobody even knows it exists and now they're blaming a whole entire pandemic on it. And it's like you start to realize, like, I just think that the government's doing a lot of shady shit. And I don't think they think things 100 percent through. And I think with that comes a lot of these things that happen at our expense now to get off the lab subject, but onto a more of a, the UFO thing. I think they have type of tech that they've modified that is experimental, very experimental. And it brings into that idea that if when that guy was explaining the vag machine or whatever you want to call it. Yeah, the idea of manipulating particles to change the density of those particles to make them lesser than a certain substance that it's normally at that might have an effect of maybe changing a dimension or changing some type of thing isn't out of the realm of possibility. When I hear accounts of three lights in the sky, that's a, maybe a two dimensional kind of spacecraft, but then they say that's one type of aircraft. There's another extraterrestrial type of aircraft. I start going, God damn it. It's hard to find out if they're vincent van gogh creative insanity or vincent van gogh chop your ear off and give it to a prostitute insanity you know what i'm saying <laughs> yeah I hear what you're saying. yeah I, uh, I agree it's very hard to tell exactly what's happening and uh you know there are all these competing interests i think that speculating is essential uh and i think you're 100 percent right about that if you look at the history of science um the people who are speculating on the cutting edge, like, you know, fraction of a percentage of scientists um, are universally ridiculed uh, when they propose something new. And then it takes a new generation of people, similar to what you've described in uh, some podcast with that Russian uh, propaganda expert, right? He says, it's like information, you need a new generation to absorb it. You can't really convince the people who are here. So like with the original Wait, hang uh, on. science Russia propaganda expert. Uh, oh, sorry. Yes, you've uh, you showed that um, individual on the interview a few episodes ago. Uh, oh, KGB guy. Um, oh, yes, yes. Gary Vesgamenov or something. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Um, exactly. So, and he talks about how you need a a new generation. So it takes like twenty years to have a new uh, sort of worldview formed in a foreign country or a target country. So uh, like with the original, this is one thing that I thought was really cool. Like the original uh, discovery that uh, meteors actually come from space and it's new material landing on Earth's surface. It's like originally when they, they proposed that, people thought that the scientists who were set claiming that were insane. 
because it's like, what are you talking about from the sky as a rock falling? And then over time, they became the dominant view and they were right. And uh, it was only through the speculation without evidence yet that oh, maybe this is a possibility that that was even contemplated. And then typically it's like with Avi Loeb, like most of his arguments are coming out of uh, follow up uh, published articles to people arguing against him. And, uh, you know, I've gotten my best, uh, you know, sort of insights through arguing with some of the people who I uh, have the most uh, intellectual respect for on, you know, Reddit and Twitter, because it forces me to confront the weakest points of my argument, which doesn't necessarily happen if uh, everybody's in agreement on the nature of the speculation. So it's critical for the advance of uh, new radical like innovations. Um, so there's certainly something going on there. Yeah, I, I just it's very weird when you start looking at the areas of research and how it's kind of been reduced to toilet Googling, but somehow in that toilet <laughs> Googling has become some of the most beneficial knowledge that you can ever really receive compared to the basic knowledge that gets shown to you on a TV. You know, there used right. to be programs back in the day that would, in, would, would instruct you or would find a way to be able to teach you certain things about what's going on or certain situations. You know, back in the day, you know how we see Saki talking to media and all that type of things? They used to have general actual discourses, not just Saki fucking kicking everybody in the dick half the time. Um, more, I, one thing I don't like about that is that they always pick the fucking other that one interviewer guy who's like such a soft little bitch. No offense to him. But like when he asks when he asks questions, he's like, well, what about when you said this? And she just shuts it down. I'm like, get somebody aggressive in that bitch to be like, hey, Saki, answer for this motherfucker. Like, I just want to see that happen. <laughs> but there used to be actual media kind of disclosures that used to happen. I was listening to a podcast with Josh Rogan, who um he was the one that exposed the CCP government and everything to me and all the horrors that are going on over there. And he was talking about these media break uh, breakdowns that would happen with Rush Limbaugh where he would sit there and talk to the media for like an hour and a half. And you would see a general discussion. What I've been doing more of now is I'm watching actual like the trial of Kyle Rittenhouse. I watched mm. the Chauvin trial. I've been watching all these trials and court cases and also a lot of these disclosures. The three and a half hour thing with Fauci and Rand Paul, the second one that happened. Where they confronted him about all the stuff that he said. He goes, well, actually, at the time, it didn't match our definition of gain of function. He goes, because you changed the fucking definition. And I've been hmm. getting more involved into the politic aspect, but I'm not letting it ruin my head. And I think with a lot of research now, it's funneled in a way that really kind of ruins it for your your mind or it makes it so exhausting you don't want to deal with it. And I think we need to have a better news network, not necessarily CNN, Fox, any of these, but something that just gives you a breakdown of what's going on from an unbiased point of view, whether if that person is involved in this country or not. Go get The best news sometimes is news that is from another country coming about and talking about our stuff because they don't have a, a bipartisan in our shit. Like Australia has Sky News Australia. You can watch them on YouTube. They just fucking talk so much shit about each side. It doesn't matter because they have no fucking bias in anything. And it's kind of like it sucks to watch if you're American. You're like, you're fucking assholes. But it's great to watch when you really don't want a biased view on things. And that's all the world is now, whether people want to believe it's extraterrestrials or whether people want to believe it's future people or whether people want to believe that there's no aliens at all and just want to live peacefully. Yeah. I, I uh, yeah, I think there's something to that. Like in America, like I'm Canadian, uh, you know, from Ontario, uh, just uh, a bit north of where you're at, I guess. But um, like looking at the American political landscape, it's uh, so uh, fractured and depressive and fragmented and often not the discourse isn't even about the important subject that's being talked about. It's about, uh, you know, extraneous sort of things that are designed to evoke emotional responses. Um, and, you know, it's because the stakes are higher, like, like the budgets you guys are passing, like that amount of money being thrown around, like everybody's jumping into that ring, trying to get a grip on some of that cash. Right. Um, and then in the UFO community, when I discuss things with people, there is like, two large groups of, uh, you know, the shows and researchers, it's the United States and then United Kingdom. And, uh, you know, I'm sure that there are other uh, language programs and there's some actually some good like Belgian and French ones too. I just don't listen to those because I'm not a, a Francophone. Um, but um, the, uh, the, the British uh, 
sort of worldview is uh, certainly, I would argue, more um, open than the American view is typically a lot more focused on America. Um, and that, uh, I think a good example of that is some of the declassified English, uh, British uh, documents, um, like the uh, uh, our report that I talked about last time I was here, the Unidentified Aerial Phenomena in the UK Air Defense Region, that one that was published in 2000. Because um, that, that's like the dream report that we would have. Like, like if tomorrow the briefing document that was written by the Pentagon to explain to the president what UFOs are and what value there is to studying them. If that was released, well, like everyone would go nuts if it was the official top secret document that got declassified through freedom of information. Like this is the internal communication where they're actually fully informing the president to the best of their knowledge what they are. Why do we people, have that? Why do people think that the Freedom of Information Act filing it through that is going to be some type of you have to like a God answer because they don't have to respond to that at all? Yeah, well, you're OK. So you're in the there's United, an ethical standard that they have to. But when have they done anything ethical? You, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, here? no, you're well, you're you've got a really good point there. And in the United Kingdom, there's actually a lot of uh, solid evidence. The Guardian has reported on it extensively that uh, the uh, United Kingdom's um, the military defense uh, establishment has multiple times attempted to purge UFO files. They've the, like they've been the, the communications about deleting records contrary to um, freedom of information laws. There, those have been found communications here and there that got missed. Uh, so we know that they are intentionally trying to avoid some of these things. And even the document I just referenced from 2000, they thought it was just a brand new freedom of information law that was passed that was used by a professor who is an expert on journalism, uh, Dr. David Clark in the United Kingdom. And he got this document foia'd very quickly after that law was passed and arguably before they sort of like realized the significance of it. And then the Ministry of Defense dragged it into court trying to prevent its release until the court was like, no, you can redact some parts, but we're going to release this. And, you know, I, I believe that uh, there, there's some element there where the court wasn't fully aware of the significance uh, of the document because of what it contained. But um, they are constantly trying to suppress, delete, and all this stuff. And, and there's proof that, that at least the United Kingdom's uh, government has. And well, in the United States too, right? Like we know from uh, the uh, the psychic program there. Um, uh, what was that called now? I can't remember. But, um, it was, uh, oh God, it was the one where they were using like the people on acid to remote. Project Jedi. Like Project okay, Project, okay, Project Jedi. Yeah, so they, they did delete My fucking mom files. went to the high school where they kept the goats at. Okay. Like oh, a warehouse nearby. Okay, actually, well, that one. Uh, they, the same one. It's the same. Oh, it's maybe a yeah, continuation. They made a I movie, know that, Men Who Stare at Goats, about it. Right. Yes. Yes. And the, there was a precursor program where the CIA actually did delete all of the files. Um, and I, I wish I could remember the name of it right now. They but anyway, a, people Obama used remote viewing to find Osama bin Laden. Right. And, and there was a recent CIA uh, because of uh, the direct Lou Elizondo. I don't know if you're familiar uh, the recent book about Skinwalker Ranch that was released. Uh, there was another one. I was like, I'm not fucking reading any of this. No, I heard, I know. So, I many, I heard so many people like, tell me what's in it. And I'm like, yeah, nobody yeah. wants to buy another fucking book about skinwalkers at the Pentagon. Yeah. Yeah. But in that there's a, there's a uh, story about Lou Elizondo, who was the director of the uh, UFO program under uh, this uh, Harry Reid program, where he uh, claimed at a dinner party uh, many years ago that he remote viewed an ambush on his uh, forces. And I think it was Afghanistan, maybe Iraq, but um, he claimed that he used remote viewing to prevent a ambush. Uh, and that's a controversial statement, obviously, but then um, I the believe CIA, in viewing, but I don't know what he's chalking that up to aliens projecting a vis uh, image into his head. I think it's more of like, there's something about our brains that have this way of connectivity in a sense. And I had a neuroscientist that literally explained talking about seeing a thief in sleep paralysis that your brain could create a person that's not there and the same thing could be similar he talked about being in ufo experiences where your brain might be creating something like dimethyltryptamine type stuff yeah 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think that in, ab in abduction experiences, there are two primary categories. There's the category where you're sleeping in your bed and you uh, wake up and there's like, you know, aliens there and you see a UFO at the window and stuff. And uh, to me, I think that that's sleep paralysis. I can't prove that. And obviously there's always the possibility that there are outliers and all that stuff, but I've had sleep paralysis. I don't know if you have as well. Like, and I, I've literally thought I've seen things that are like, I've turn around turn right off right when i wake up uh you know i've seen like uh, people would say that i was like an experience like i think i've mentioned this on the first time i was here like there's some people with 10,000 uh, followers on twitter who have had very similar experiences to what i've had but i just looked it up online and i accepted the science of sleep paralysis and i've you know i've also used um the psychic uh, delic substances like uh, magic mushrooms on many occasions. So I'm familiar with what the brain can do. Um, so I'm not like skeptical of that being a natural process. But then there's another category of abductions that is people and J. Allen Hynek, this uh, guy who worked for the Air Force back in the 60s to debunk, and then he became a, a believer. Um, he's a professor in astrophysics at, uh, I believe, was Northwestern University, um, and he uh, recorded many instances of people seeing a bright light in the sky at night. It approaches you, and then you black out, and you wake up with like radiation sickness effects. And then the prominent abduction cases from that come out of something where they go in and they've historically did regression hypnosis, which is extremely controversial these days. Like it's considered to not even be valid uh, in many instances. And then they remember being abducted after the fact, while at the time they just remember this light coming at them. So it's a bit of a mixed bag, but there are the two categories. And I would argue that that second category where they see the bright light and stuff, that's consistent with what's written in this, uh, the declassified, declassified government documents where they're saying uh, consistently, these objects do exist. And we believe them to be basically like pinpoints of extreme electromagnetic energy. And we don't fully understand why they form, but we think they're natural hugely controversial and even in the british report they say like we believe them to be natural even though we are certain that they exist and it's like maybe you should be certain what they are if you have established that they exist because that's pretty terrifying because there could always be an outlier do you think that they let these people who whistleblow these types of things fail like you you, you to succeed in the government like we talked about or like i was talking about earlier is that you agree with all how they stand so that means they'll let you in on their secret informations all their secret backdoor events and all those type of stuff if you're pro doing that just to advance upward because reagan for instance when he the famous speech the ufo people always talk about about not being alone in the universe that's always what they reference is ronald reagan right. towards the kind of end of his presidency they're blaming it on his insanity the fact that right, he was yeah. slowly losing his mind. I mean, I think I told you the story about when he came home from one of his offices after he was president or something, and he had a White House that was in a fish tank, and his hand was soaking wet, and his wife was like, what the hell's going on? Like, they made him sound like he was slowly losing his mind, which he was. Buzz hmm. Aldrin went to the moon, said there was water on the moon and an obelisk on Mars. And then what you see when he's talking about all that, next thing you know, you see him fight a guy in the middle of the street. <laughs> like yeah. you start getting to this point. It's like, are they purposely doing this to cover your, their own ass? Or they maybe they have to do it because they know that they're going to disappear from the government if they keep running their mouth in a certain sense. You know what I mean? You start to see that they're extinguishing all flames. I don't know um, with the sleep paralysis thing because – Mm -hmm. I believe it's probably sleep paralysis because Have you had sleep paralysis. I have never had sleep paralysis. Mm -hmm. I, I'm an insomniac. I've, I know what the hypnic jerks are. I know what, like, I mean, when I do sleep, mostly my sleeps are like 30 minutes and it feels like mm -hmm. eight years. I hit a REM cycle, like fast, like I had a sleep scientist Damn. talk about it. She goes, it's an extraordinary REM cycle that I might be hitting. Um, very rare, much like ADHD is like 7.2% of the population apparently. But even mm -hmm. though everyone says I have ADHD, I'm like, bullshit um <laughs> i truly do but nice. <laughs> when i go to sleep paralysis i go the only thing that's keeping me from believing that it's actual aliens is a concept of if you're getting carried out or you're being brought outside or something there has to be something about your body that's not the same for when you went to sleep that means that you might have dirt on your feet you might have mm. something a mark on you you might have something like that but there's none of that it's just an experience in some side of someone's head so i'm like maybe they captured you mentally, like spiritually, maybe. But 
I don't know because it's very hard because I think we underestimate how much our minds can really do because we're so used to what we can do on a daily basis. But right now, as I'm talking to you, my brain is remembering to breathe through my lungs, you know, and blink and do all these other things that keep my body in a routine function that I've just done for so long that it's just I don't need to think about it. And I think that's the same way with our minds. They can do things without us even understanding that our brains can do that. I think at one point we can probably change through our minds, we can probably change the vibration of our hands and whatever the cells in our hands to be able to go through walls. Like that's what the whole Jedi project was men who stare at goats. The guys were running through fucking walls. You trying. Yeah. Well, yeah, towards the ending, Obi-Wan Kenobi uh, at whatever his name is. He's the one that did it. He ran right through the fucking wall. Well, that's uh, yeah, would be remarkable. I hope that they they could redo that because that that would be impressive. But honestly, uh, I I'm skeptical, honestly, of uh, sort of all of that side of things. But that's my personal thoughts. Uh, how I was raised, you know, like to be a material, not not like a uh, commercial materialist, but more of like a philosophical materialist, right? Like it's like there's matter and there's you know not, but matter produces consciousness and all that stuff. But at the same time, um, the CIA released a, a report uh, after this whole thing with Elizondo with the book saying remote viewing, and they actually pulled up the CIA files that they still have about remote viewing. And the conclusion of the CIA report was uh, the CIA released, they say there's a there's a measured uh, better than random outcome from remote viewing experiments, but it is so random as to not be useful for intelligence purposes. And then I was like, what the hell is that? So then I looked on the science side and there's actually at Princeton, a lab called the PAIR lab. Um, it's an, an acronym for, uh, I can't remember, paranormal. It's, it's, it studies ex- like exclusively these sort of like radical ideas about um, sort of like clairvoyance and remote viewing and all this stuff. And since the start of that program, and they've been doing very uh, tightly controlled experiments, they've been getting the same thing better than can be explained by random outcomes from their experiments. But the outcomes are so hard to pin down, they can't actually like effectively um, use it to, it's a very strange circumstance where they're finding a better than average outcome, but they aren't able to clearly demonstrate exactly what's happening. And so there's a lot of skepticism thrown their way that there's some kind of uh, error in the uh, in the way that they're doing the experiments. There have been papers published saying like, oh, this just uh, is actually a, a way to prove that science can produce an outcome you want. So saying that's not true, but there is good evidence there also. So, you know, I'm, I'm open to it. I must say I'm more in the realm of sitting with my arms crossed and watching it all unfold. I'm not going to hinder its progress of the people that want to try and push for this thing. And I'm also not going to be in the way of it when it comes to a concept of saying that it's not that at all. I'm just going to sit there and watch it unfold. But then I start to think, imagine if this is just leading everyone down a wrong rabbit hole on purpose to distract us from the major points that our nations, I mean, not even a month ago or two months ago, our nation was out basically almost almost a war with China all Mm -hmm. about this gain of function shit. And then all this information is coming out and it's hard for people to care because there's so much stuff out there now from beagles to whatever (laughs) that people are focusing in on. And I look at it like maybe it's leading us down a wrong rabbit hole or maybe the government hired a bunch of people who actually believed in this type of stuff to actually start doing research on it. And they actually fucking came across something. And then that's what now is being the major question, because I don't understand why they're releasing this all if it isn't just for a cover up. They've then like the idea of them finally turning their head and being like, we're going to tell everybody the truth. No fucking way. It's all it's all some type of chess play right here. They're playing a chess game and they're going to figure out what pawn are they sacrificing to save their queen? That's the main point here. Yeah. I think that I personally believe that's actually what's happening. Um, I think that this is uh, a coordinated effort uh, to uh, make it appear that they're sort of stumbling into this. They didn't have all this information and the history of it. Um, When you look at the UK document from 2000, they say like, well, let's uh, we're going to brief all of our technology managers and secret uh, science programs in the Ministry of Defense on 
what we think UFOs are because we think that they can be militarized as a concept, even if, and you know, they're saying, oh, we think that these, they're these natural things, but they can't prove that. And there's no evidence uh, to show definitively that that's what it is, but they're saying that they think that. But then they're saying, oh, let's militarize these. And then they propose a variety of ex- uh, conceptual hypothetical weapons in that uh, report. So they say like, things like uh, signature, uh, you know, evasion and um, uh, high energy production. So they're talking about fusion power. And then they say um, uh, uh, counter missile systems using uh, uh, projected uh, plasmoids uh, instead of uh, traditional flares and chaff. And then last year, the U.S. Navy, you know, releases um, documents showing that they have developed for their aircraft uh, the, the plasma um, missile evasion technology that's described in this report from that was top secret 19 years ago. And so it's like, it does see like, like they're doing something, regardless of if they think that they're natural objects and, uh, you know, whatever, um, like, like it goes back to 53, at least, um, they start conclusively saying that like it, either way, it does appear to me that there's enough evidence to say that they do think they know what they are and they are trying to weaponize them. And in those reports, since the fifties, they've been saying, we want this to be top secret as a subject because we don't know how much the Soviets know, but keeping it secret can provide us with you know, the various advantages. So I, I think that there's enough evidence to say there is something a cover up happening. The, the extent of it, I don't know. I like, I don't know if Bill Nelson would be briefed on that. I doubt he would be, honestly. So he would be uh, potentially operating from a place of like sincerity. I just don't know. It's hard to know, but it, but there's a lot of evidence that really leads you in strange directions. Maybe he's not lying, but maybe he's been confused with something that necessarily might not be true. Yeah, because he didn't show anything. He didn't show anything in that NASA those NASA videos. I did not never saw him point into a diagram of like we can't explain what this is or what that is yeah. or what this is. <laughs> he never did any of that. Everything was skeptical with the fucking aliens guy's hands where he had his hands open like could be aliens. I don't know. Couldn't mm. be. Could be your cousin from Kalamazoo. I have no clue. <laughs> um, but also I was staring at his neck half the time, so I was like. Cover yeah, that's that a problem. Wear a fucking scarf, asshole. If you're gonna release alien shit, <laughs> <laughs> you'd just be staring at the scarf. Then, <laughs> like, what the heck? Is I just picture all the media people like staring at his neck, like, what the fuck? Like, yeah. did, did you get that all down? Would you like me to repeat it again? Yeah, we weren't paying attention at all. I'm sorry. It is distracting when you say that. It's like when you see a celebrity who's had plastic surgery a bunch of times, and then like their neck and their hands are like so, like you know, like. Well, aged and it's like well there's a contrast there it's so hard because the man was sweating so much now if you want to compare that to old age or maybe somebody lying or feeling uncomfortable in a situation about the things that they're saying i have no clue that might be reading into it a little bit too much but also people said i was reading into it when i said what about fauci's hands shaking the next thing you know you see him being questioned on the same shit he's all admitting to now his hands weren't fucking shaking the next time like i start looking at <laughs> like you start to realize it's these are subtle aspects of maybe he is in belief of this type of thing and maybe the government's like fuck it let's get the nut job and tell him it's all true and then have him go up there and speech it (laughs) so many Uh people believe things and they say things and then they find out that they're wrong but they believed it so much at the time that's the best way to manipulate someone is to them not know they're being manipulated yeah the inception right like it's absolutely true like if somebody uh believes and it's uh, it's true in all it's so many things if somebody believes that they uh develop the idea themselves then they're a lot more inclined to uh internalize it um and i do think that that's sort of like what's going on here but we you know we know there's something happening like oh like one of the things that most convinced me to start like really taking the subject seriously was uh, former president obama saying there are objects in our skies and we don't know what they are. We can't explain how they move. We can't explain their trajectories. And uh, when he says trajectory, that's a real giveaway that he's talking about something consistent with classic UFOs because that's the defining feature, these like high-speed right-handical turns. It's like there's something weird going on. That's weird that you say that because when I hear trajectory, it's like planning a flight path. So I start looking at it like maybe an attack plan. 
Right. Yeah. Hell yeah. Trajectory. I consider missile launches at that point. Right. Well, interesting. Yeah. Okay. So if it's like a missile, like trajectory to me means like the, uh, the, the direction of flight. Right. So uh, if he says we can't explain a trajectory, yeah, it means that they can't explain sort of the direction that it's flown. So I guess I'm interpreting that in some way to you're expecting flight like being a person that's piloting it what happens if it's just a remote control type thing like a missile well actually well that's a great great point and actually it's uh, kind of funny because obama's language uh is somewhat similar to the introduction of the uh the uk document from 2000 where they say uh you know uap indisputably exist and then it's like oh well of course you if you indisputably exist it's like it's just unexplained but then in the next sentence they say credited with the ability to hover land take off at exceptional velocities and vanish uh they have uh, reportedly this and that and are capable of outmaneuvering any known of uh, a craft or missile manned or unmanned and this is how they wrote it in 2000 and so uh like they're they're describing like if you see an unidentified light in the sky and it's traveling in a straight line, you, there's nothing remarkable about that. It could be a UFO, like in a, in like a real UFO, but you, you don't really have the telltale signs to sort of make it to stand out, right? Like if you see that thing going real fast, stopping on a dime, going straight backwards, right angle turns really fast, then it's like, what the heck is that? My fellow Americans. I'm here to tell you, President, United States, there's things can't explain. Uh, I'm just do the voice cackle. That's, I just that want someone good, to be yeah. fucking honest about their shit. Like JFK was probably the most one out there, but then we still don't even know how he died. And maybe that's how he died. Mm. I don't know. I just think there's a, <laughs> aliens. Yeah, there's a large I think there's a large push out there to believe that the government would snuff out any type of information that they didn't want to get out, which only makes it more questionable mm. on an aspect of why the fuck are they releasing the alien stuff and why are they talking about it if they weren't trying to deceive you on a path that necessarily might not be the right one. Because if you think if it's a government threat, why would they talk about it not being one? You know what I mean? Like that's that's what not to panic people. Why wouldn't you panic if you have something that's a national security risk? You know what I mean? Well, wait, OK, when you this is part of it that I find so interesting because it's like there's uh, the UK report. They say we are certain they use the word indisputable. They exist and they say it's certain that these objects exist. And that's the top secret language in the report. And they say they've used the last 30 years of top secret DI-55, Department of Intelligence, uh, or Directorate of Intelligence 55. It's like uh, James Bond shit. They denied that that, it, it, in, um, that even existed, that um, department. They still deny MKUltra doesn't exist. Okay, yeah, exactly. So, um, they, so, so they denied this place existed, and then they uh, used 30 years of evidence, and then they're saying it's certain based on 30 years of top secret evidence that these objects exist. We're almost certain that they are physical electromagnetic phenomena. Um, that could be a classic UFO because like uh, these things are so high powered and um, UFOlogists actually agree with that description. And then they say it's possible that they some may be these novel buoyant plasmoids they call them which are these like kind of like large long-lasting ball lightning and so it's like okay so you're saying you're certain that they exist and then you're saying that you are not certain what they are like don't you want to lock that down it's so hard not to be like you just want to slug them you just want to slug them you just want to fucking i just wish they were talking about (laughs) i'd rather be so just in the group of if they just told me Atlantis existed, I'm like, fucking, th- <laughs> all right, I'll take that one. I don't give a fuck about the UFO shit anymore. Yeah. Well, when I started taking UFOs really seriously before I sort of like dove into this, like the, the class declassified info, like I was convinced, like, it's like, well, these objects obviously exist. So what the hell are they? Look at their flight characteristics. And I was assuming that they're like either piloted by ai or manned in some way and my uh sort of belief at the start was that there's some kind of like uh you know a non-human intelligence uh that's uh that, that was my uh interpretation of what i was seeing for some time until i uh 
I personally think that the uh, declassified government documents are more likely, but uh, to be providing like an accurate explanation uh, because they're like internal, like to brief the leadership, but it's not proven. And they themselves in their own documents are saying, we aren't certain what these are. Like I mentioned the Washington 1952 flyovers of the Capitol of, with these objects. And it was it, based on the top secret, inf like uh, declassified documents, it's, it's clear that something really remarkable happened at that point. And they had no idea what it was, but they also had in the newspapers, people ridiculing it as not even a real thing very shortly thereafter, because they were so afraid. They point like the CIA memo about it in 1953, OSI working group on UFOs. They're saying our entire communication system fell apart because people were calling in so much about these things. And if the Soviets knew that they could, and if those are Soviet, if the Soviets are exploiting a novel phenomena that we are not on top of, and they're able to take down our communication systems just by having people call in to the extent that they were like, this is a huge problem. So they've identified a, a serious problem from the very start. It's, and it's not clear if uh, anybody actually does definitively know for sure. And that is terrifying because these objects, if, if the governments are all certain that they exist in these top secret documents, but then they aren't, they aren't expressing certainty exactly as to what they are. That is like, actually, I don't know, unprecedented negligence. Like, I'm not sure even how to define that. I'm surprised there isn't more whistleblowers or people willing to lose it all. Like mm -hmm. an Edward Snowden type. I mean, Ed, Edward, Snowden, Edward Snowden released a lot with them with the WikiLeaks, but I don't see anybody in the UFO community willing to sacrifice it all. Even though how many of the UFO community, there's people that just don't have anything. It's just them by themselves. All their family members are dead or something. And they're like, why aren't you going out there trying to release stuff? You hear so many accounts of people saying, oh, they told the government to go away. I'm like, do you really think that you just let the world know or let the government know that you have tech that's from another world? Do you think they're just going to come up to your door and be like, oh, we're not we're not going to talk about it. Sorry. No, we don't want to talk about it anymore. Do you think they're just going to shut let you shut the fucking door? No, they're going to take you out of your fucking home. Have you uh, seen Mirage Man? No. I would recommend that you watch that. It's a really neat documentary. I have um, to wait until my documentary gets finished. So it yes. doesn't influence my thoughts. Absolutely. But it's pretty cool. Like very quickly, it's uh, it's about um, a guy named Paul Benowitz. He lived next to an Air Force base in I believe it was the 70s. Um, and he was like an amateur radio enthusiast. And he started picking up uh, classified broadcasts from the Air Force base. And he um, I, I mean, it's arguable what exactly was happening, but he thought that they were alien broadcasts. And then in, he was so sincere in his thoughts that he contacted the Air Force base and was like, hey, guys, you have to check this out. And so what happened was the Air Force realized that Soviets could rent apartments next to Air Force bases all over the country and that they could use amateur radio equipment to actually capture vital classified information. And so the solution, and it's unclear how far up the chain of command it went, but the solution that Air Force Intelligence came up with, and it might've just been a local group of guys, was to bring in Paul Benowitz, this outside civilian who was saying, oh, I think these are aliens. And then to tell him, oh, those are aliens. You're now working with us for the government to help us save the world from the alien invasion. And the U.S. Air Force, Intel, it's demonstrated they're actually the lead guy, Richard Doty, who was feeding this guy information, is on the record saying, yes, this is exactly what I was doing. They fed him information saying that he was working with the Air Force to protect the Earth from aliens to the point where they built mock-up UFO uh, crashes on mountainsides and had him, Paul Benowitz, flying over in his civilian plane to like to I visually ID the locations as if he was finding them for them. Like it's something that you can't imagine being real, except for imagine. they're verifying. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Exactly. There, you can look it up. Um, Candy Jones. The only reason why I remember that. So a long time ago, I used to do a show called Fill in the Blank. Um, which was around the time this show was like on his like 50th episode, which was more narrowed down topics about things. But Candy Jones oh, was an nice. MK Ultra uh, sleeper agent. Mm. Um, her boyfriend or husband worked for a radio program where they brought a hypnotist on and made her like hypnotized. And she, there was videos of her literally killing Nazi soldiers. And she was like, well, that's fucking me. And it's not my twin or it's not a clone. It was her. 
there was a secret word and the hypnotist was able to find out what that word was. But they, a lot of the times the governments went to these radio broadcasting stations and they would try and slip in these things that they used in the MK Ultra program to try and balance it out onto the uh, wavelengths and stuff like that. So it goes down this really dark and weird rabbit hole. The only reason I remember her specifically is because her birthday is the same birthday as mine. So I was like, that's fucking interesting. <laughs> so I have a rare birthday. So what's your birthday? 31st of December. Okay. Yeah, I guess that's fairly rare. I thought you were going to say it was like the February 29th or whatever. Like, 29th rare? I, I, that's, I think, the leap year thing, right? Where they only get to celebrate it once every few years. Fuck that. There's people like... that celebrate their birthday <laughs> a fucking month. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, you'd have to do something. But uh, but yeah, that's uh, that's a tough one, right? Between Christmas and New Year's, uh, you get people, I guess, or, or you get to everybody to celebrate when they're already celebrating. Although I guess it's less special. Everybody way. celebrates it for it to end. <laughs> think about it <laughs> but uh campbell we've been talking for a good bit now where can people find your podcast not podcast why did i say that blog you should have a blog damn it i said i have a, a website i yes, get it's... yeah what you need yeah, we all have like, YouTube video type thing you think that i would have a podcast and a youtube channel based on um, the subject but no oh, just a uh, twitter and a website and they're both uh uap study uh at twitter is at uap study and then my website is uap study.com and just change I, uh, your profile just, picture just change it <laughs> what do you mean you changed it from something from my show at one point and then, then oh you changed, yeah you changed it I, back I, I, I was using this, the photo that I'm using now originally, and then I changed it to one of the photos uh, from the podcast because I like the way I look. And then I was like, well, this makes me look like I'm a podcaster. So then I changed it back to the original photo because I realized that maybe people would think that I was like focusing on podcasting, which I'm not. Well, real quick, move your mic out of the way. Yeah. And then okay. fix yourself up real quick. And then just to get a photo. So when this is in the YouTube, you can use a photo for your profile. Like give give me a, a Sherlock Holmes. That's good as shit. I like that. It's like you're gonna write a book and then sign it. That's funny. Yeah, I'll take a screenshot later and use that. Yeah. Because you have the other one set, and it looks like you look at first. I thought you were from like overseas. Where I was what like, do you mean? Is he from like Bulgaria or some shit like that? What? Your face what just you looks like about? you don't know any fucking English. <laughs> <laughs> What the hell? What does that mean? <laughs> Your face just looks like da da. That's what you could say da. I'm like, you think I look? Yeah, I got maybe. People have said I look kind of Ukrainian before because I'm kind of like a dark blonde uh, kind of type. But I, you know, mostly blonde? just English. Well, dark, you know, dirty blonde. Let's say, yeah. Dirty, I used to be dirty, more blonde. Dirty blonde. Super dirty. <laughs> dirty. Yeah, but anyway. <laughs> Uh, I shouldn't have brought it up, but um, yeah, UAP study, everybody come and uh, say hi. And if you have any uh, sort of comments on what I'm saying, like, yeah, I'd love to discuss this stuff. And if you disagree, contact me because that's like I said, that's how I, uh, you know, figure out what's wrong with what I'm thinking. I've changed my views a lot of times based on the information. And if as beauty is if beauty is in the eye of the beholder, then information should be in the eye of the world. Interesting. Yeah, I made that up. Put it on a bumper sticker. <laughs> nice. Well, yes, information should always be shared. 100%. Unless it's the secret to Colonel Sanders recipe, because he's ain't giving that out for anybody. 